Mr. Perfect! All right, super special episode of Smarkamania. This is weird as hell. <laughs> oh my God, Smarkamania episode three. We just got out of quite possibly the best live wrestling event I've ever seen personally. We came to the uh, the fight brand wrestling contest that happened at the uh, the Transac. Yeah, and I was going to say, too, so we're, we're hanging out out front right now, and we've got special guest Julia that says she probably doesn't want to be on the podcast, but I feel like she won't be able to help but jump in. So we'll introduce <laughs> her now just in case. And she actually knows the friggin' names of the wrestlers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, so it was the weirdest thing, yeah, because we were like, hey, you want to do a podcast tomorrow? Like, we'll go watch some old WCW, whatever. And it was like 5 in the morning, and I was just like, I wonder what happens in Toronto for local wrestling. So I started searching, and I was like, okay, there's a thing tonight right by Jason's house at the exact time we were going to meet anyway. Yeah, this had to be absolutely kismet. It had to be <laughs> fate. But then, too, I'm like 5 in the morning. Like, he'll text me back, you know, when he wakes up or whatever. Then he texts me back. And I'm like, whoa, you're awake, too? But then he tells me today, he's like, I, like, didn't even remember that. <laughs> no, I, 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 got pretty, I got pretty drunk last night. I was playing Grand Theft Auto Five online, uh, shooting up some people. Actually, to be honest, I will, to, to sort of tangent away from the uh, actual subject, I was literally just standing in my apartment like in game uh doing the thing where you just like drink until you're blackout drunk and then stumbling around my apartment so like it was like in grand theft auto exactly (laughs) it was this weird inception of me being wasted in my apartment playing with my digital character online who was wasted yeah so we don't have uh extensive notes for this one but so it's it's fight the fight brand events that might be the last one apparently. i know that's what they said this was the last uh fight event it turns over now to what was it super kick super slam yeah which uh, also is it's on queen we should be able to get to that <laughs> it'll be fine but uh yeah, it's called the Toy Slam. It was just like to, to raise money for kids for Christmas and stuff. But uh, yeah, so we, we go in because we've never been here before. We're just kind of in line. So that's how we met Julia. Is I'm just like, uh, is this like is this the wrestling thing? And of all the two people that talked to us in that lineup, I'm definitely glad we stuck with Julia. Because that other dude clearly used to be a wrestler and got hit too hard in the head or something. Yeah, this is like when I used to work at the comic shop. Like you get that a lot. Like it is that, you know, again, I'm sure he's a nice guy and all, but it's like that autism spectrum thing where he just is talking but it's yeah, like he could named, be to anyone he name dropped eric young to me like they were buddies <laughs> like uh tna's eric young because uh, we were kind of talking about how tna has this the, the new deal with destination america and and, and whoops just throw that down wherever <laughs> and he sort of uh he, he sort of inferred that um or alluded to the fact that he was like he in the know but like when you look him in the eye he sort of was had this glazed over look i didn't know how to feel about it Okay. I just wanted to sit down and watch wrestling at that point. Now we got a big problem. We're going to have to remember extra good what these matches were because the my crappy phone that I wrote my notes on, the power button doesn't work. Oh. So when it turns off, it won't turn on unless I plug it into a computer. And of course, you just smashed and it. And I so. just dropped it and the battery came out. But we can remember. I'm sure we can remember. Except match one because even when I was writing notes, I couldn't remember match one. Match one, I... Personally, just, just two guys, right? <laughs> it was two guys. I was getting into it though. That's when I realized, full on and foremost, that uh, the heel should always win. Um, <laughs> and I don't remember the outcome of that match, but I know that I was booing the face very heavily. Uh, he sort of reminded me of Archibald Peck, who has like sort of a uh, a band, like a band, uh, high school band member gimmick. This guy had similar tights. 
And that's really all I remember in the match. The other guy just kind of had black tights and was a bad guy. Oh, and I guess we should describe, because I was also wondering, like, because I've never been here, and like, you wonder, like, what it's going to be like. So the venue, it's called the Transac, which is the Toronto, Australian, New Zealand something <laughs> center, associated center, I don't know. Uh, but, but again, like we were saying on the way here, it's like the Croatian Cultural Center or the Lithuanian Center. Like, it's just a center. People just use it. But it was really cool because it's like this little room with, uh, it has its own bar and yep. they were selling hot dogs. So it did smell a little like hot dogs, which is, <laughs> but wow. that was cool because I bought hot dog. So that was nice. But yeah, and like uh, the ring was really close to all Keith's the seats. highlight of the evening. I bought hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it wasn't even the bottom rope that was uh, yeah. oh, damaged. We'll get, we'll get to <laughs> that. <laughs> but I really thought because all the chairs and stuff were so close to uh, the ring, I was like, well, they're not going to be like leaping out and stuff. But man, did they. They were falling out of the ring all over the place. In that second match, uh, I believe it was... Uh, I can't believe my phone turned off. I'm so dumb. <laughs> Holy shit. I can't remember what the second match was. RJ no. City. Right. Oh yeah, oh yeah, my favorite wrestler in the world, RJ City, came out and RJ City versus Atlas. Yeah, that's when it was extremely clear that Julia likes the good guys and Jason does not. It's true, it's true. I think I called him a Cena wannabe at one point. Uh, he, he loved it. He looked like, I know, it's true, but he looked like a, a textbook wrestler, which I thought was interesting. They both did. I thought... I, I want to compare this to uh, listeners. If you were with me um, at the Halifax Indie event that we went to, um, all of those wrestlers looked like schlubs. Uh, there were like maybe three guys that stood out as actual wrestlers. I'm going to name drop Troy uh, Sexton Phoenix, who is my favorite indie wrestler besides the wrestlers I saw tonight. However, um, none of the guys really looked like wrestlers, and in this event particularly, they all had wrestler physiques, even if they were huge dudes like Bone Crusher. He right. looked like a wrestler to me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing I was saying too, is like if I ran some kind of like bigger wrestling company, like I would just, how do you even choose? They're all, they're, everybody was so great. It's just like, I, I don't know, let's just hire everybody. Can we do that? Just hire every person. Yeah, just hire, just everybody. Um, the, the second match, really like, what I noticed the most is there's a few moves that are nicked directly from modern uh, professional on television wrestling. I saw the code breaker probably four times. <laughs> yeah, it's weird too when someone breaks out someone else's like finisher, but it's just a move now. <laughs> it doesn't finish things. Uh, yeah, no, it, like the Oda Nowhere, which we saw several times, <laughs> and, and just regular like RKOs or diamond cutters, whatever you want to call them. Uh, we, we really got to see into what it looks like to have very specific move sets and a lot of times like but oddly enough we did see one spear no choke slams yeah no choke true. slams which i thought was uh now in retrospect thought was weird and so uh and then match three was the guy from new brunswick which yep. i'm from new brunswick so that was pretty exciting oh the vein guy yeah he, but he was an asshole he was. And that's not typical and his homemade tights were especially homemade looking I yeah no but i mean like uh, compared to the tights that i own which are no tights at all i thought his tights somebody put some effort into that and you know that he doesn't have uh, a person in the back just making his tights for him like they do on wwe television but yeah then the dude that he wrestled uh no, that was before. This was the 13-year-old. Uh, oh, yes! Oh, man. 
what was his real name? I just I can't Kobe. Kobe. Or Co- Kobe. Yeah. Kobe. Yeah. So honestly, when this dude came out, uh, I really thought it was a girl, like just kind of a built, but like kind of hot girl. He sort of took that. Uh, he sort of took baby face to a new level. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like intergender. Yeah. And yeah, and his hair was like in the high like Pony nut tail. ponytail. Yeah. And and but and and then I think we were even kind of like little whispers of like, is that a dude? Is that a chick? Until he took his shirt off. Okay, it's a dude. <laughs> yeah. He was a good sport though. Because I did, I did um, quite loudly yell that he was probably 12. <laughs> and and he... on, on that note, in our in our section, um, the announcer kept coming out every couple matches and being like, "Who wants to win some free shit?" <laughs> yeah, who won all the free shit? Uh, yeah, I won the t-shirt that he tossed, and then Julia, of course, uh, won. She cheered loud enough. Uh, and won free tickets to the Sunday show. Yes, I'm going to more wrestling on Sunday. (laughs) Free ticket. Yeah. But yeah, no, he really stuck with it where the 12 thing, and he's like, hey, I'm at least 13, and then he kept, like, referring to himself as 13. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. at one point he climbed to the top rope, and he's like, this is where 13 really pays off. So, good for him. We ended up finding out that he was, in fact, only 19, which on top of everything, it's like, and it was his first match, as you said? Yeah. Uh, That was pretty intense. Um, it's intense to see because I always think about like if I was ever become a professional wrestler what would my first match be like but he looked he seemed like a ring veteran and uh, his his opponent the the vein dude that's what that's what I've been calling him inside my head this whole time he sort of had this but, like I mean, his w- name literally was like Johnny Vane or yeah something. <laughs> but he was like oh is this your what you wrestled 10 15 matches like he said that as sort of a taunt but <laughs> we like, we yeah, go on overestimating to, yeah we go on to find out that this was his first sanctioned like yeah he's like flattered like oh thank you yeah no <laughs> that guy wrestled one match in front of people. I'm sure he's had 20 matches in the dojo or wherever wrestlers wrestle in the octagon. Uh, um, <laughs> and let's not forget the third man in that in that match was Johnny Vane's gum came out. Oh, and, my and God. I could not take my eyes off because we were right at, like, you know, eye level was yep. the ring. And it's like, there's that gum. like, And they kept avoiding the gum and missing the gum. And then finally the gum, like, <laughs> caught on someone's boot or something. Yeah, we followed that gum around. And it's, it's weird because the match was incredibly entertaining. But for some reason, gum falls out of a guy's mouth after they talk about it very early on in the match. It's like, you're chewing gum? You're super casual. Uh, it ends up falling out of his mouth. I thought it was going to be involved in some sort of spot. I yelled foreign object to the ref. The ref just uh, no-sold me yelling that to him, of course, because that's what you're supposed to do as a professional wrestler, no-sell the audience. But during this entire card, they were not no-selling the audience. A lot of chants that got started were started by me. Um, <laughs> and uh, the wrestler seemed to really be into that sort of uh, interaction and i think too about the ref that brings us into the next match so it was really cool it was a tag match but it was three on three and it was like two guys and two guys excuse me and let me take that again two guys and two guys but then on one side there was a hot chick and on the other side there was a monkey yeah no wait a space (laughs) monkey (laughs) and he came out to a spaceman by biff naked Yeah, and so he's like a dude with like uh, like West Borland monkey face, and he had his with monkey a tail, in his mouth. <laughs> a banana's mouth, his monkey tail wrapped around his waist, like a belt. Yeah, so and uh, at one point it kind of came undone, and we were like, "Wait, where did that tail come from?" <laughs> yeah. And then somebody pointed out, "Hey, uh, he was actually wearing that as a belt before." But he really did a great job of being like a monkey wrestler. Yep. Like, I, he, he was really he, good. He at did oo-oo's and ah-ah's. Uh, he really sold the bananas. Actually, uh, during the intermission, he came out with a, a whole 
what's it called when a bunch a bunch of bananas? I think it, I think it's called. Uh, and he was just sort of schmozzing with the uh, the audience. So I uh, learned two things from this match. Uh, the first is tag-ins. Do we need them? Because the ref was paying no attention we and it made it awesome. There do were so not many need tags. This uh, so like, many great spots in this match. Mike, I'm going to talk to you right now, Mike Morgiarty. Um I'm going to talk to you directly and say that if you want to ever see a schmoz, <laughs> we saw the schmoz to end all schmozes tonight because this match sort of started like a normal tag match. Um, I did not like the booking that they did for the, the woman in the match, the only woman of the evening, actually. Uh, she had a couple of spots she was supposed to keep up with, but for whatever reason, they booked her to look like a weak girl, essentially. Which, Julia, like, you know, you, you don't want to see yourself represented in wrestling that way. When you watch WWE television these days, they're not super sexy, like... And they're like, you know, coming out in lingerie anymore. They're they're women wrestlers, and she looked th this particular female in this match looked like a, a women's wrestler. But they just they just could not. They did this one spot where she was tagged in, and the two fraternity guys, the frat guys, who were the other tag team. Oddly, the faces because usually a fraternity tag team would be hard heel. Uh, one of their spots that they do is they get in the corner and slap and yell shots, like shots, 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 like the LMFAO song. But they, they bring her in to the match and they couldn't decide, oh, do we hit her? Do we not hit her? Like that's that doesn't work for me as a wrestling fan because it's post-Attitude Era. <laughs> Although I did like how one guy was like, oh, I can't do it. You do it. He yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and to your point, um, there were a few um, really gold potential moments. Yes. And that absolutely. being one of them where she could have gone and just ripped one of the guys apart while they were fighting over who was going to do it. Or there's one moment where they were passing slaps around in a corner and they tagged the woman in to give her a chance to slap and she slapped and it was weak um, and then she got back into her corner again yeah so cool if you want to play up you know the whole she's a woman thing but then hit us with a surprise don't let it end there yeah let her drop a sable bomb something yeah. let her go off the top rope like and don't... she is a wrestler exactly if you follow her which i do um <laughs> she actually can fight so why not have her ha that let her have that one i, and I saw minutes. that in her like i it is weird too, like most of her stuff was like sneaky stuff and go grab a leg and stuff. That's what the monkey should have been doing. I know, like the monkey, like yeah. the, the, the first tag team that came out that had the woman on their team, they were the heels, I guess, because they got booed immediately. Mm -hmm. And it didn't make any sense, the booking for this match, I think the audience really dictated what happened in, in it. Because like those guys were just generic wrestlers. They had like the Undertaker logo, but also Eddie Guerrero tights. Like that's what it looked like. It was the Eddie Guerrero colors with the like, you know, like the diamondy sort of like jagged edge and then but it was in like an Undertaker logo they looked great as a tag team but I just found that you, you should like the booking in this match was crazy to me I want to have a conversation with the booker <laughs> well the other thing I learned from this match is bottom rope do we need it no that yeah <laughs> another thing do we need it says so, <laughs> the bottom rope came un, un attached like right at our corner but to be to, to take it back a bit we walked it into wasn't this, much of a bottom rope anyway, no we right? walked into this venue and I, I, I walked by the turnbuckle that was closest to where we were sitting and I noticed hey there's uh there's duct tape instead of the turnbuckle <laughs> and then as we sat there and looked around we we're like oh the whole bottom rope is just held together by duct tape <laughs> they should have used hockey tape yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> but it was great because like just during this match it just comes undone it doesn't even come undone at the uh, the duct tape part the turnbuckle just kind of unscrewed itself and they couldn't they were just like oh what do we do they kept wrestling and then uh, at the intermission instead of coming and trying to remedy the situation they just took it away completely <laughs> but it did make me think like i'm like how often does that come into play like almost never you if you're gonna lose a rope that's the rope to lose yeah no absolutely <laughs> and they did a really great thing with the match that followed i don't remember wow i don't remember whether it was the first match after the intermission or the second but there was they decided to play up santa claus and somebody from nigeria that character <laughs> yeah. was mad because santa claus never came to nigeria and very cleverly he put and where the hell is that bottom <laughs> rope yeah. which was gold that was like the, the funniest thing uh, just so good that was the match after the uh the intermission and he didn't even say it into uh into the mic but you could still hear him enough in the room so yeah. it was like that perfect little aside of like and where is the bottom rope i will <laughs> say the best thing about this wrestling event especially where there weren't like a whole lot of people uh everybody was super into it but like if you you could just hear a conversation like, yeah. you could hear somebody critiquing the match, like, three seats over. Yeah, like, it's one thing to, like, yell something at the audience or at the wrestlers, but you didn't even have to. If you just say it, everyone kind of got it. Yeah, we had the whole, I think as the wrestlers finished their matches, I think they were sitting behind us in various seats. And they're they're the smarkiest ones because they literally <laughs> just wrestled on the card. And I'm sitting here just, like, loving heels, and I just hear these these great cat calls coming from behind me. And I, I just thought that was uh, that was one of the best things I've ever been a, a part of. But they also, if it was like a big crazy thing that was awesome, like one of the other wrestlers would be like, "That was awesome! Yeah. Like that was amazing." We did get one legitimate "This is awesome" chant for the main event, but uh, we'll get to that. the The match that I think we're on, I think I think we covered everything up until yeah. the intermission at this point. Yeah. So then after intermission was Nigerian guy and was it Bone Crusher? It was Bone Crusher. <laughs> yeah. Bone Crusher was a it was a huge guy, huge like looked like an '80s wrestler, looks like. Dempsey almost right and he uh, he was playing the face and the Nigerian dude was totally super heel but in a great way he was hilarious um, he, he came out and uh, he did that spot he made he made bone crusher put on the the Santa hat which I thought was hilarious and bone crusher was like fine bone crusher would go on to uh, murder him almost immediately um also i just wanted to point out the nigerian dudes uh tights looked like a cross between biggie langston and owen hart right. <laughs> i yelled out uh, uh i am not a nugget and uh, like this is just what i'm saying about this event you yell things out like that and you get like you hear like people laughing or, around you or even i mean we'll get to the main event but one of the guys in the main event called the other dude uh, mordecai and the guy's like no one knows who that is and we're like we know who that is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I called him discount taker. <laughs> the only thing I'm going to say about the bone crusher is that he was a little disappointing for me. And one thing I did say to Jason is I think he's new or I think he this he must not be experienced because he was this giant dude. And I was ready for him to just nail into the Nigerian yeah. guy. And he had that one good moment where he put on the hat and he let you know him speak for a second and then just clobbered the yes. Nigerian, yeah. <laughs> Nigerian guy. But that was really the only moment he had. That well, something I noticed too, being that close, because we were like second row and the seats were really close anyway, is stuff like that, like the size of people is mm -hmm. so much more evident. Like, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't do anything to yeah. Bone Crusher, Big Steve Brown, whatever his name was, because he's just <laughs> too big. He's just yeah. huge. And when people got up to the top rope and you're like looking up at this guy on the top rope, you're like, that's actually really tall. Like, no wonder Psycho Sid broke his leg oh off or whatever. Oh my God. Ugh. That was a terrible <laughs> I gotta bring moment. that up every episode. Yeah, I know. It's true. Like, Gab 2000. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, we did get to see though. I, I I kept making the joke like, oh, do do a, a Insigari, do a do a uh, you know do a Vader bomb, you know, do a do a Vader salt, and then he actually pulled out a uh, spinning heel kick, sort of. Yes. Yeah. Which was pretty interesting yeah. to see a big dude, like a guy that size even, like... And he got air. He got, he got air, air, yeah. And yeah. they both crumbled, like... I, I think they're both back there, like, icing parts of their bodies <laughs> after that oh. spot. Well, that's another thing that started, uh, I guess, with round second second match with Atlas, was after the match, and poor old Atlas is just laying there, and Julia's like, oh, I think he's, he's really, really hurt. hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, when we get here, she's like the, uh, the pro. She's like, I've been here so many times, I know everybody, I know everything. <laughs> oh, no, though. <laughs> Look what happened. Well, it's hard. Because uh, the first couple matches, I didn't actually know the, the the two people. I had heard of them vaguely. Maybe I saw one of them. They must not have been memorable. Memorable. Let's get that straight. <laughs> yep. um, and and so when you have no attachment to one or the other, you kind of I don't. Maybe it's the woman in me. Shut your mouth. But you just don't want to see one of them lose because you don't really have any attachment to either so you're kind of like oh he won at but the oh, same he time lost. though i did explain to you how wrestling works you just cheer, <laughs> just, just cheer the heel like you just the bad guy works. is that's great that's not the point that's not the point i want a move or a smack talk or something give me something no to i'm smirky as fuck but you definitely you marked out at the correct points for the the right good guys and Thank i you. that's admirable yeah no i, I admire I that about shit. you yeah it is so it is so hard not to cheer for the bad guys like in that second mm-hmm. match with RJ City yeah. against Atlas. Was like, RJ good. City was such an asshole, like, so good at it. It's and so especially excellent. prominently on this card, like, the heels definitely were the workhorses. They definitely, they were saying all the hilarious stuff mm-hmm. until the main event, though. Oh, well, before we get to that, you guys are going to yeah. have to tell me oh. about this match because I went to the bathroom. <laughs> it was over that quickly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean the bear guy versus the incredibly yeah. racist so, blackface guy? So, that didn't yeah. make any sense? So they Wait, were... but he didn't get, hold on, no, we got to hold the phone. <laughs> Because Jason didn't get it. Jason, so I don't two think guys. I get it. Okay, so wait, so Barricade <laughs> was dressed like a bear, had a bear, not just like a bear, but had bear. He had like a, yeah, he's from Alberta. <laughs> no, I lied. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he just looked well, like. Well, thanks for clearing that up for me because I was like, well, he's from Alberta, there's bears there. My friend almost got attacked by a bear in Alberta, so clearly he's from Alberta. No, it's his role. I was like, he must be from Alberta. <laughs> Prime Minister of Alberta, yep. or Premier, whatever they call that. Yeah, the, the president. <laughs> Who cares? It's Alberta. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but no, it he, was. He a, was just trying to be more rememberable. Yeah. No. <laughs> <it> was, <laughs> well done. Yeah. No. Kind of came to it. It was sort of a nothing match. He didn't really miss anything. But honestly, like I was so confused by the guy in blackface that I just. <laughs> so so yeah. What is the story? So how do you explain that? It is Dutch. We were talking. I couldn't remember which culture it was, but was I, it like the Santa Claus? Yeah. Yes. Peter, he had Saint the black face. Yes, yeah. Saint Peter. And his little elves, um, in their culture, are white people with with, with black, black painted yeah. face, and, and they're, they're, they had like his, flower like ruffles. Santa's slaves. Yes. It's weird, and in this year especially, they've been talking about trying to like abolish it. But it's one of those like it's like the 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 Washington Redskins. It's like ingrained in their their ridiculous culture where right. they don't want to let it go. But to their credit, this um, tradition. Of, of what they uh, have Santa slaves to be was much before 
black slavery. Oh, so it has nothing to do with that. Yeah. We'll make that clear. No, it's and a very <laughs> old, but I mean, it's not better. And now, you, <laughs> right, I just right. like, when, now that you bring it up, I'm like, oh yeah, I've heard of that. But that yeah. first moment, that's not what you think of. <laughs> no, I just see this weird guy who has these, it's just like he took a bunch of tights from the back and put them on and then painted blackface. And then he was doing, his pose was sort of like the reverse Hulk Hogan, where instead of flexing and pointing, he kind of just put his arm up like this. And did like I'm a little you. teapot, right. you know. I know I, I'm trying. I'm I, I'm I've been trying to figure out how to pantomime with my words. It and doesn't matter. He was so small, and I thought it was gonna be a, a David and Goliath story. It was not. It was a squash match by who I was calling Bear Mace yeah. at that point because he just clobbered yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. I was just over. in the bathroom and I heard because because uh, the bear guy also isn't he the guy with the Undertaker song. That weird, awkward, in-between Undertaker no, song I, that no one remembers. Was Dead it? man walk in. And was then, it? I thought it was the... Us. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, I heard that right. in the bathroom, and I'm like, did the bear guy already win? I'm like... <laughs> That's true. I haven't even zipped up my pants yet. What the fuck is going on? And I was... I thought it was weird. Like, I've always wondered if I was ever a wrestler, would it get in trouble, like, in the indie scene? Would I get in trouble for using, like, licensed music? Right. But this guy came out to the non, like the Undertaker's theme after he couldn't use his licensed Rollin' 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 song anymore. And I was like, is that, is this fair use apply to coming out to the Undertaker's? Oh man, is the Undertaker going to come and raise an issue of it? <laughs> yeah. Let's no, be real. But it's like, <laughs> Vince McMahon's lawyers might show up and be uh, like, what, what are you doing? I'm sure, yeah, Damn the only, it. yeah, right. I'm going to sign all your people and then sue them. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> no, <laughs> the, un the Undertaker shows up, he's like, that's my least liked song that everyone hates. <laughs> Quit I'm, it. I'm kind of okay with this game. <laughs> this Sunday, you're going to feel the wrath of the Undertaker. What I did get, though, on the way back from the bathroom was, it was like, yeah, fucking hot dogs two dollars popcorn a dollar three dollars for fucking Chocolate. but but you can get them all for five dollars which $5, i believe five dollars five dollars is i must have said that wrong because that adds up to five bucks what i just said but five dollars no, was a deal it adds up to six dollars okay, so i got a dollar off you but, got a dollar off but it was great because i ate the hot dog and then ate the popcorn and then i noticed something poking out of my pocket and i was like oh yeah i got a chocolate bar <laughs> five dollars and there's a bar right there i mean that's the thing like I'm, we're definitely going to try to drag more people to yep. the next thing but uh, i hope they do do more stuff at this venue so time because it's like perfect it's got all the shit you need no it's great I, I i'm especially glad that there was a like when i went to that wrestling event in halifax that was an indie event it was sort of uh you had to go into a beer garden that like they 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 quarantined off an area to go drink you couldn't bring your beer back to the seat and i'm like well like how rowdy is this really gonna get but i was thinking about it and it's like yeah in halifax we probably will get that rowdy because there's a bunch of rednecks <laughs> watching wrestling here like for all intents and purposes besides the lady with the bears um <laughs> did we talk about it was a bunch of no, no we haven't we'll get to that but there was a bunch of like very normal looking trontonians watching a nice wrestling event in fact that guy sitting in front of us uh to the left a bit it looked like his girlfriend was dragged along yeah she didn't seem impressed with almost our various like clips. i'm yelling all this shit from behind her and she's like she yeah she leans over like why is that guy yelling so many things like i kind of got that vibe from her i'm just gonna watch this show but, but, but he I kept did turning notice. back and looking at us yeah. like yeah, that was yeah. but i did notice she knew how to do the something something clap 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 clap, clap. i don't know if that's just like universal but i did notice that she she, she, she knew that, that. yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah, so that was one of the inside scoops that Julie gave us. Is like, oh, you see that lady over there? It's got the teddy bear. <laughs> That's like her her baby teddy bear, and her husband has one too. And they like feed it and stuff. And, and they put it like they put the bears on the seats, like they're at the event. And I was like, 
did they pay $15 for this bear? Because this is like top quality uh, seat zone. No lie though, they put me in my place because I, I get creeped out at things like that. Here in Toronto, you see oh, a lot of weird shit. shit. No, don't say I that. I going to say. So I, uh, so I right away, like the, the flags are waving, get out of there, go to the opposite side of the venue as that woman. And then Jason is like, <laughs> What if she's gone through a traumatic event, like lost a child, <laughs> and this is her coping mechanism, and you are now making fun of it? Yeah. Go to hell. Find out, as as long way. as people don't yeah. find out, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> they know we listen to this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, if this ever gets popular, that lady hears it. Uh, well, so she probably think it's someone else. She'd be like, oh, that's not no, me. No, she'll mock me and thank Jason. Yeah, Way to put she's her a in crazy, her place. She's a crazy wrestling yeah. fan. She has the mo She's the most likely to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if she hears it, she'll be like, oh, that's weird. Some lady walks around with a yeah, teddy bear. Yeah. That's not me because this is my baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, Holy shit. So. <laughs> so definitely, though, the coolest matchup to this point, I think, was the three-on-three -three with the monkey and the lady. And I was like, I don't know how they're going to top that. How they topped it Ooh, is... debate, debate. Another uh, three RJ, RJ City. Yeah. Maybe that, was for a like, close second. For, like, characters first. and talking, it was definitely the and best. And we were, like, it was the second match of the evening. Like, I, I didn't get burnt out on wrestling in this event, but I do get burnt out on wrestling. Like, see Gab 2000. See, uh, I don't even remember what the other WCW pay-per-view watched. Uh, Super Brawl. Super Brawl 2001. Revenge. <laughs> revenge. No, I, I see. I, but at this point, it's like wrestling is fresh and new. And we're like, we're here. We came to this event. And I was psyched on RJ City, but like seeing that six man match, like really like, I was like, holy shit. Like they, they went out there and they put on like a, a good match and then a schmoz fest and then it, there was a finish, you know? They, they broke the ring. It was they so broke good. the entire <laughs> ring and there was a girl's ass right in my face for like most of the match. Speaking of wrestlers. We have a wrestler right here. Yeah. Hey. Have a good oh. night, man. Thanks for everything. He's not going to talk to no, us he's right a, now. He's a real heel. He's a true heel. <laughs> heel tactics. He says he's, you can't hear him, but he's saying I'm a very angry person with the most gorgeous smile yeah, on no, his face. Yeah, he's a beautiful man. Don't yes. get that even uh -oh. twisted for a second. I yeah. think he won the match, too. Yeah, so. he did. He did. I was cheering hard. <laughs> so, back to the main event. Right, so it was uh, Gutterpunk versus Drunk Hobo. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk Hobo, let's bring some context into this. Drunk Hobo actually being Ashley Six. He is the owner of Fight Brand. Well, no, he wasn't drunk. Uh, He's the other guy, right? Yeah, not the. I'm thinking the the Santa bald guy, guy thing. No, bald guy. Yeah, yeah, hobo. bald guy's actually. Ashley, Ashley six. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I guess they're both like hobos, but he's like the he's like the. I, cause <laughs> the I, more alternative. I, yeah. yeah, the alternative hobo versus the railroad yard hobo. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> okay, there we go. So, um, big story. What brought a lot of attention to Ash was. Um, that he had cancer and he had cancer for 18 months and he kind of just disappeared and nobody knew what happened and when he came back um fully recovered by the way um he put on this event for the hospital that um uh helped him during his time so um a lot of bias towards ash everybody loves him for good reason right. because he looks like just incredible not at all <laughs> oh man he's a little bit shorter and, but he's got a cute smile. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it wasn't supposed to be a three-on-three. Three. We didn't know that was oh, going to yeah, happen. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, right? well, actually, let me just jump off for a sec because, um, you know, Jason, you were saying about, like, in the, the mixed tag thing where you had a chick's butt in your face. I was thinking, like, <laughs> is it is there is there part of that, too, from the female perspective? Because I got to admit, when the first match started, I was like, this actually feels a little weird to have 
such naked dudes yeah, this close this to us. Close. And then they start wrestling, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, it's wrestling. Different it's different when you're in a giant stadium, because, like, typically you're not in the first row. Like, <laughs> But even the, the barricade is, like, you know, a solid five or six feet away from the ring. But we're, like... Man, right we're looking up right up that, the barrel of a lot of a lot of booties. Yeah, that know? very like, first guy that came out, like he had just the Randy Orton trunks, and I'm yep. like, that guy is so naked. Like yeah. this is, and I'm right here. Like yeah. it, it, it felt weird for a second. I could see most of their penis outlines. <laughs> right. yeah. so, so is that like a bonus from the female perspective? You're just like, um, yeah, yeah, we got one girl, and you got every guy. Okay, well, you know, you guys just came to this party a little too late because there's usually two female matches. Um, yeah, but didn't you say they had like burlesque at one of the shows and stuff? Yeah, for the halftime show on one of them, they had a burlesque performer, and she was incredible. She was great, and Jason would have loved it because by the end of it, all she had were those like pointy things that stick to your nipples. I believe they're called and pasties. Thought, okay, <laughs> <laughs> all right. The fact that I don't know that and you do freaks me out a little. Um, but then and a thong, so like the whole seductive routine—that's what she ended like. And of course, the crowd went crazy. Yep. But they always have some good stuff. Actually, I can tell you this now, Jason. I called ahead and I was like, are there going to be chicks at this? And they're like, one. And I was like, uh, I guess oh. I'll come then. This, this, yeah, this is Super Brawl Revenge all over again. I just want a lot of dudes. To bring it back to Phil, you and Julia, Super Brawl Revenge uh, was when WCW was trying to go back to their roots. Uh, uh, the the Great American Bash 2000 that we saw had like boobs in every match and like tables and chairs and ladders and all sorts of ridiculous crap. And then we watched this next pay-per-view. No major guns, no Stacy Keebler, no no uh, Tori Wilson. Um, this is sort of the same situation. Stratus? Come the, on. Well, that would have been WWF at the time. Oh, right. Okay, <laughs> and you're still on WWF. And if you flip on, if you flip over to the uh, congruent WWF programming at the time, it's by far and away better. But we'll get to that when we <laughs> run out of bad shit to watch. And But this was good. The, I give this, out of a, a possible 17 bowls of soup, I give this a <laughs> solid 15 bowls of soup. Yeah, that was our other idea is to call it Wrestle Soup for the Soul. Yeah. This podcast. Oh, I love Wrestle it. Soup for the Smirk. <laughs> Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> Except this one is not so kid friendly. Actually, I'm surprised it was a little bit tame for you two, but there have been Hitler jokes. There have been some serious. Well, there like, was a guy in blackface. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like Ash, Ash's shows usually are to that extreme, and um, they're not for the sensitive yeah. of the world. No, absolutely. Um, so, I, it's weird to see them hit each other and go, oh, fuck. That, that sort of, I was taken aback every time it happened because I'm used to like this clean, like I'm used to like the new day coming out and not being the nation of domination. Like that's sort of what I'm programmed to like see now. And when I see these guys having like a conversation mid-match and you can hear everything that everybody's saying around you and what they're saying, it was real, it was kind of a wrestling culture shock. Yeah. So in this match, so Ash came out, and then the other guy, he was kind of looked like the Undertaker, kind of looked like Mordecai. But I liked about him, he's from, they think they build him from Texas or whatever. He had his uh, his flask, and he just <laughs> empties the flask yeah. into his mouth and just gives him that weird drunk stare. And it was like, like right, six drops this. of probably water, and it, I, I pointed out that it had a, it's like a Santa buckle on it. It was Christmas themed. <laughs> Everything was Christmas themed on this card uh, in a good way. It's gonna this, I bet. If I compare this to the the Monday Night Raw that's coming up, that's Christmas themed, I think this is going to be a better Christmas yeah, show. Yeah, this was, uh, this was a really good show. So, how exactly did it devolve into a six man? I, it's all a blur. Oh, now. I got this. I got this. Okay. Okay. So, um, I'm a super big fan of all of the wrestlers in this this 
billet ticket this t- yeah, ticket this bill this uh, whatever you want to call it the card. the card good <laughs> good um and so i was almost disappointed that it was all there was so much talent in one match but brent banks who's fantastic alex vega who i have the biggest crush on even though he's from ajax gross some uh, <laughs> 41 <laughs> yeah um and then there was ashley six um, Josh Alexander, whom I love, and he plays the biggest chauvinist pig ever, um, but he does such a good job. He was and a face in this match, though, right? He it, was the blonde. Yeah, the guy with the uh, the Rick Steiner ear Yes, things. yes, yes, yes. I don't yeah. know why he wears that. He's, but. Like, he's, he, he's doing grappler. He's doing wrestler. <laughs> he's like, I'm a, I'm a amateur wrestler. But he's sick. He's so good. Yeah, and he also did, like, professional wrestling moves. Yeah. They always do. Yeah. When you have an amateur wrestler gimmick, you still just do, you don't grapple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so there's Oligo. I don't even know his name. Ethan Page, I think it is. And I don't really like him, but he is really good and high regard. Um, in in the wrestling world so um, what happened was halfway through not even a quarter of the way through Alex Vega and his like uh, right-hand man uh, Brent Banks come in and start ripping on Ash and Ash isn't even in the ring and they start tearing him a new one and so Josh Alexander and Ethan Page are having no peace so then they get out here and the crowd goes wild and we all decide that it's gonna be a six-man yeah. right although it was kind of funny because everyone was yelling six-man tag and then Ash was like I got an idea <laughs> <laughs> six-man tag I got the best idea I have no idea where this idea came from yeah. Yeah. and then the crowd went Berserk. As oh, berserk the as they could possibly though, go. They were trying to pitch a three on one. <laughs> they did so, so, I mean, you gotta say it just in case. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, which actually happened at the start of the six man tag team. Uh, Ash was the first one up against uh, Brent Banks, maybe, or Alex Vega. One of the two. It didn't matter because all three of the bad guys got in the ring and Ash kicked all of their asses. And his two partners were like, why did we even come out here? So. I'm going, as a revisionist wrestling history, uh, person i'm going to tell it a different way um uh six came in and um he just he really overcame the odds and just did not get any quarter from the heels who actually did beat him down at least that's the way that i saw it it may not have happened that way it may have happened the way that you just said it but i know that he's he's dead now from getting beaten up by bad guys dead my ass they won the match yeah i know what what where what were you watching i was watching my revisionist this has been jason's revisionist history wrestleview but especially i guess now too knowing that that guy ash is like the promoter who set it all up and overcame cancer i think that makes it okay that at the end when his team won he was literally standing on top of of the poor drunk guy and just like yeah you're dead we got you i shook hands with two wrestlers tonight one was rj city i told him he was my favorite wrestler but honestly ash i shook his hand as well I also slapped the shit out of the uh, referee. I didn't tell you guys that, but I was walking. I told him he was gonna he was gonna make it in this business, kid. I said that to him. I slapped him on the chest, and he loved it. He also looked at me with the most con- like, "What are you? Who are you?" Um, I love too. They didn't do a lot of this, but there was at least one moment where it's like, "Oh, the ref didn't see it," but I didn't see what made the ref not see it. Yeah, no, he poked his own eye. I, as far as I know, he was like, "Oh, what's this finger here doing? Oh, my eye! I have to look over here now." And that, yeah, that was the first tap out, I believe, in the. The, uh, the second match yeah. must have been. Yeah. It was funny too though because there were those matches where he just was like whatever I'm not caring yeah. who the legal man is and that was great but then there were the times when he would be trying to stop it and you realize how just a normal little guy yeah, just, like what's a, he gonna do he's just like come on guys please guys, stop. Hey I'm an official. <laughs>
You're yeah. ruining this for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> we are missing a couple of really key things. Um, so we're kind of playing this down a little bit. There were ton, there was tons of action, tons of uh, tricks off of the ropes in this one. Yep. Uh, what made it super stellar is that the athleticism was really top super notch. High. Yeah, I've yes. seen that at the top of the program. Yeah. Um, we didn't see any real high flying maneuvers because of the ceiling being super low. But I think it was the monkey guy, uh, Space Monkey. He did like a corkscrew. Mm -hmm. uh, flip, flip thing, yeah. and I thought that was really cool. Based on like, oh, like, almost, honestly, if you jumped wrong, you're gonna hit your head on like the ceiling. And I almost forgot in the main event is maybe one of the most ridiculous but also awesomest things I've ever seen. Where you've got two guys like trying to uh, like grabbing each other, trying to like slam each oh, other. Oh yes, <laughs> and it turned into six. Yeah, yeah. 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 one yeah, other yeah. guy, and then another guy until all The greatest all suplex six. of all time, the yes. six-man plex, the sixplex. Right. Because right. I'm coining it right <laughs> that now. That was really good. Yeah. And then oh, Ashley, cool. uh, remember when he smacked? So at one point, I thought it got really cheesy because I'm not about Christmas and wrestling. I think that's horseshit. <laughs> um, in my very humble opinion. But at one point, the the original homeless man, who's not Ash, comes out. <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, and he takes out this bag, and we're all like, "What's in it? Oh, Jelly yeah, beans? Right, Wrong right. fairy tale." I was I thought it was thumbtacks. <laughs> yeah. And so out pours these mini candy canes, and I'm like, "Oh hell no! Like come on!" <laughs> and so there was a big candy cane filled with little candy canes inside, and Ash recovers and just whacks that guy, and they go everywhere, and it yeah. was a big crowd pleaser. Yeah, well. no, they they shot out into the crowd. I felt like the. Uh, where we were sitting was sort of like off in the wings and the hard camera side where they were actually filming it from got a lot of action, especially yeah. in that first match where somebody dove to the outside. Look at this guy right here. Um, <laughs> and just completely murdered the front row to the point that after the intermission, nobody sat in the front row again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you're front row center, like, yeah, you're going to get hundreds of pounds of people actually, falling on Actually, they did the you. spot again and the person that was still sitting in the front row but sitting off to the side got knocked out of their chair. <laughs> Man, yeah, After a schmoz, good. yeah. It was weird too with that candy spot. Like it was so weird because it took forever for him to get out of the ring and he finds some candy and he like examines it. And then he gets back in the ring and then he pours it out and then he's like, candy canes. Maybe I can do something with this. Yeah. Then he gets hit in the back of the yeah, head. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I felt like he was looking at it going like, is this a chair? <laughs> I don't know if this is the chair. Let's use it. Yeah, it was cool. It was fun. But yeah, so that was uh, that was fucking cool. I'm that really, was really glad we came. Toy Slam 2014, yep. episode three of Smarkomania. Uh, I guess uh, I guess there's gonna be a shorter episode, but I mean, there's not really much more to talk about. We covered everything. And I guess it is kind of weird too, like we're reviewing a show nobody else can really see because we already saw it. But realistically, who was watching those old WCW? No, I know. That, that's so sort you of. You just the, have to. Hopefully, the, it's just fun to hear us talk about wrestling. This was very much in the spirit of uh, the reason we started this podcast. I just want to talk about the bad parts of wrestling but like i'll reiterate this was a very good indie wrestling show i had a very good time and i encourage uh everybody listening go check out fight it's f-i-g-h-t with an exclamation point not or, anymore hold on this just that, in yeah let's Super move let's move to what name. it's called now yeah. because ash Apparently. six came on at the end and said this is our last fight I keep wanting to call it a pay-per-view. Fuck it, we paid money to view it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was worth it. Yeah. It's called Super Kick, so Super 
kicked, but without apostrophe the E, apostrophe D. D. And then it says live. So if you're listening and you're in Toronto, I don't know what the odds of that are. Um, but Pretty good. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> January 31st, 2015, it's going to be at the Great Hall. And that is going to be the first event uh, post-fight days. So we'll have to try to go. Yeah, uh, I'll so. absolutely book that off and go to it. Nice. Um, it's going to be right around uh, Royal Rumble. Right. It's like the same weekend, pretty much. <laughs> But yeah, I was extra proud of myself too, just because Jason was saying like I'm like his wrestling enabler that just like oh let's just watch wrestling and like it, now it's all new levels. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean if we do a if we do a once a month uh, kind of talk about a an indie card, I think that's I think that's evolution right there. And that's like the whole reason too to live in a city like Toronto is because it can be five in the morning and you just like um, Toronto yeah. indie wrestling <laughs> tonight. All right, perfect. <laughs> let's go. Who knows how much wrestling we're missing out on right now? <laughs> Today theme song <laughs> yeah my, my friends have a band back in Halifax called the ring rats and I asked them if I could use one of their themes they've got an EP out uh, I think it's just self-titled they're called the ring rats you can see them on Facebook but they do like old wrestling themes so they've got the million dollar man uh, Bret Hart and and I think four others uh, the ultimate warrior and uh, my buddy Jake who is the sort of the singer I guess he does like the the lines in the uh, the million dollar man theme um he's we're gonna try to get him to do an intro for us but he does a great vince mcmahon yeah it is announcing. really good yeah you, oh you've yeah you've heard it at this point yeah all right so i guess that wraps it up thanks for being our guest julia that was cool oh, yeah. thanks for having me yeah, we'll add you to facebook and uh i'd definitely like to have you on another episode while we watch some shitty old pay-per-view yeah i'm sure <laughs> and i'm sure we'll yeah we'll cross paths with these types of things yeah, yeah i'm glad you happen to be the one in front of us and oh, yeah thanks. not that scary guy that wanted to put us through tables i know he was telling me about all these spots he did yeah. to, he got put through a table and then he told me again oh some woman yeah some woman apparently yeah, lifted him up bodybuilder put yeah, him through yeah, a table. oh yeah the miss hamilton <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I can't remember. We were just joking about something, some weird wrestling joke, and he's just like so dead serious. He's like, "Man, when you go through your first table, as if we're all gonna yeah. do it." What, 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 it's, 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 a, it's the uh, the calling card of adulthood to go through your first table. Yeah, I'm not a real man yet. That's why. That's why I didn't go home for Christmas. I don't need to be put through tables. It's true. <laughs> I don't need that in my life. And I'm going home for Christmas to my dad, so I'm probably gonna put him through a table because, you know, I'm trying to get him back into wrestling and. Uh, yeah. <laughs> your dad is just like, Jason, when you go through your first table, you're like, not today, not old man. Not today, dad. <laughs> no, I, I, we had a wrestling match. Uh, we were drunk, and I just bought my <laughs> CM Punk t-shirt, and I was super CM Punk, Punk Mark at the time. Uh, my dad's name is Mark. That's weird. Um, and I was, I kept trying to wrestle him, and then we ended up, like, kind of brawling a bit, like, jokingly. like, And then I, I actually ended up, like cranking his neck pretty bad <laughs> don't try this at home kids oh my god he's what okay, kind of he's okay you? now he did this to me damn it my father would have mark screwed us. mark yeah. <laughs> i can i can i brought you into this world i can take you out no he brought me into Not this rock. world and i took him out <laughs> all right so i guess that's the end of this episode you can find more episodes at keithcourage.com we'll be on itunes soon but not yet yeah, it's going to be a very special New Year's episode. Episode, I believe, it'll be five yeah. uh, when we put it up on iTunes. And what was our thing where we were just like, we're like, should we, what should we try to get to? Like, episode 50? <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> no, we're going to do every single wrestling pay-per-view on the network. And then 
Then, then we'll go back and see if we feel the same about them. <laughs> no, then we'll just buy a bunch of DVDs from uh, these these indie events and do those. Right. But those are probably good. Like, if you go watch ROH, it's fucking good. Like, indie wrestling is so much better than WWE. And I know firsthand from a pretty bad indie event I went to, ROH, and this very, very good event that I went to. You mean a bad event and an ROH, not a bad event ROH. <laughs> the, the bad event was the one in Halifax that I right. went to, where there was a couple wrestlers that really shot, like were really shine, that really shined, and uh, some really bad, like clearly washed up wrestler guys, and the crowd didn't care. And yeah, you're in the big city now. You're looking at the real deal now. You're looking at the real deal now. <laughs> All right, that's enough. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Perfect.